You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. And now, a message from Cyberbit. Mastering cybersecurity is like mastering a sport. You build muscle memory through rigorous practice. Then you train as a team to foster cohesion while operating under pressure. Like athletes, cybersecurity professionals thrive on hands-on simulation. But traditional courses, certifications, and open-source labs won't build you a winning team. You need Cyberbit. Cyberbit offers a hyper-realistic simulation environment for your SOC, IR, and C-suite to refine your skills. All using the market-leading SIMs, EDRs, firewalls, and WAFs they use every day. Cyberbit is offering CyberWire listeners a free live-fire exercise. Sign up your team now at cyberbit.com slash cyberwire. Oracle warns of BGP exploits against payment processors. Checkpoint says it's found vulnerabilities in WhatsApp that could enable chat sessions to be intercepted and manipulated. Germany, Ukraine, and the U.S. independently mull responses to hacking and influence operations. Anonymous announces it wants to take its shots at QAnon. Notes from Black Hat, including observations on grid hacks, AI, and the gray hat phenomenon. From the Black Hat Conference in Las Vegas, where it's a dry heat, I'm Dave Bittner with your CyberWire summary for Wednesday, August 8, 2018. Oracle warns that attacks in July sought to exploit the Border Gateway Protocol in an attempted DNS redirection attack against U.S. payment processors DataWire, Vantive, and Mercury Payment Systems. There had been an earlier series of attacks in April that worked the same exploit against cryptocurrency wallets. Security firm Checkpoint says it's found vulnerabilities in WhatsApp's cross-platform messaging app. The issues which Checkpoint disclosed to WhatsApp could, the researchers say, be used by an attacker to intercept and manipulate group chat sessions. WhatsApp told the New York Times that Checkpoint's discoveries amount to seeing its app function as designed, so the company's response to the disclosure remains unclear. Such an attack could have various purposes— but the one most commented on is the possibility of exploiting WhatsApp to spread disinformation. The app has come under criticism in India because users abuse the service to foment unfounded outrage that resulted in lynchings. German security services have been thinking through the problem of deterrence and retaliation. They believe they now in fact have the legal authorities necessary to conduct retaliatory cyber operations in response to an attack. Whether they would do so remains a policy decision. Ukraine's President Poroshenko has directed the country's security services to undertake a serious push to deflect attempts at election influence operations. U.S. Defense Secretary Mattis, pointing out that the military is there to defend the Constitution, says that the Department of Defense certainly has a role to play in defending off attempts to subvert influence or otherwise compromise elections. The principal threat is perceived as Russia, also said to be after the power grid. Tech Congress is an organization that aims to bridge the gap between the tech community and policymakers in Washington, D.C. 
They offer Congressional Innovation Fellowships for tech-savvy individuals to work directly with members of Congress. Travis Moore is founder and director of Tech Congress. We place technologists to work with members of Congress through this um, one-year fellowship. This is a is a residential fellowship. You have to uh, relocate to Washington, D.C. and um, show up in the congressional office uh, for a year. Our goal is to really infuse technical expertise um, into the policymaking process. And, you know, you go to work directly for a member of Congress and, and work on um, a whole range of issues we could talk more about, but anything from in- encryption and um, investigating the OPM breach and the Equifax breach and every other breach to um, uh, government surveillance and uh, a whole range of, of, of other stuff. For the Tech Congress Congressional Innovation Fellowship, you know, we're, we're, we're looking for essentially three things. Uh, one is someone with a technical ability. So we do look for people that either formally or informally have um, technical skills. You're an engineer or, uh, or a developer or study computer science. Um, so someone with technical ability, someone that uh, can translate difficult uh, technical concepts for a very layman's audience. Many members of the United States Senate don't even use email. So it's that it's kind of that level of dumbing it down, but mm-hmm. ability to translate to. And then three, we're looking for people that are really entrepreneurial problem solvers and work well in teams because Congress is a collaborative place. One of the things that we're trying to accomplish is um, to think differently than traditional DC institutions. New America is very much a do tank, not just a think tank. Mm. Um, we want we want people that have been in the trenches working on um, latest cybersecurity challenges, and and our goal is really to elevate people and to give them access to um, to not only a, a broader community of practitioners, but also the leading policymakers in Congress, in federal agencies, at think tanks. Our goal is to bring doers into the policymaking process, um, not just not just write policy papers. We really want people that are that are executing in the field. We, we, we see connecting practitioners to the people that are making policy as really, 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 really essential part, um, if not the core part of our mission. So uh, if you're in the trenches, uh, we want you. So come um, and uh, we hope you'll apply. That's Travis Moore from Tech Congress. You can find out more about their fellowship programs on their website. That's techcongress.io. The U.S. government is working with Facebook to devise ways of countering foreign black propaganda online. The challenge is difficult, but Facebook's ongoing work on content moderation, painful and expensive as it's been, may hold long-term benefits. The more lawyers and money it throws at content moderation the wider Facebook's moat becomes against upstart disruptors. Some recent studies in the U.S. suggest that viral political messages may be less effective than political campaigns think, hope, or fear. Whether national espionage services will reach the same conclusion is an open question. The online operation that Anonymous has just announced against QAnon may provide an interesting case study although anonymous ops have tended to fizzle over the last several years. Black Hat's preliminary meetings and social events have run through last night. The conference opened its exhibit floor at 10 a.m. Pacific time today. The presentations in the arsenal began at about the same time. We're making the rounds through the briefings and the booths, and we'll have notes and observations over the course of the week. There are a great many products and solutions being announced and pitched at the event, as is always the case. Among the discussions gaining early attention surround industrial control system security, that is ICS security, 
especially with respect to power grids. The prospects of artificial intelligence for cybersecurity, with some skeptical observations on their limitations, and trends in cybercrime, with a newly released study on gray hats attracting attention. One starting point for power grid security discussions is Cyber Reason's Honeypot experiment, in which the company established a dummy power utility presence online, and then observed the focused attention it received from attackers. These attacks ranged from the usual low-level probes to a focused and patient campaign that apparently came from a nation-state. That this unnamed and probably unknown nation-state showed a lower-than-expected level of sophistication suggests that it's not the usual Russian suspects so often mentioned in dispatches. This actor worked hard to get in, established itself in the honeypot, and then went quiet, presumably biding its time until the right moment came to attack. And security firm Komodo has issued a challenge to the antivirus community. They call it the Zero Day Challenge, and they intend to use it to expose what they regard as overhyped claims for the efficacy of artificial intelligence in threat detection. That AI has value in detection would appear to be beyond serious dispute, but Komodo seems interested in debunking some of the larger silver bullet claims that would anthropomorphize the popular family of technologies. In earlier conversations with us, Komodo has said that certain problems of malware detection are formally undecidable, and it's this problem they think has been overlooked by some of the less critical and serious proponents of AI as a panacea. We'll take a look this week and see how the challenge progresses. A study commissioned by Malwarebytes on the true cost of cybercrime reports a disturbing trend, the rise of the gray hats, those security professionals who keep their legitimate day jobs but moonlight in cybercrime, or at least in questionable and dodgy activities. The study concludes that 1 in 20 security professionals in the U.S. are perceived as gray hats, and the fraction is much higher in some other parts of the world. How close the perception is to reality may be open to debate. The prevalence of hacker-chic style in the security community may inflate it, We've lost track of the number of t-shirts we've seen wandering around here that sport skulls, the Punisher's logo, and so on, not to mention pirate beards and legible apparel reading, I don't date white hats. But it's an unpleasant conclusion to contemplate. And here's a pro tip. Those who wish not to be mistaken for gray hats would do well not to wear a gray hat. Or a black hat, for that matter. We speak metaphorically. Perception isn't reality. But on the other hand, it is one of several aspects of reality. Every day, your IAM tech debt grows. Your multi-generational services struggle to work together. Building an identity fabric can fix this. It makes all your identity tooling stronger and allows you to connect any app to any service you want to use. With zero coding, zero maintenance, and zero app downtime. Strata's identity orchestration platform separates the identity logic from your applications so you can optimize existing IAM tools and manage them in a single control plane. Now, every vendor, standard, and architecture work together. In short, building your identity fabric means you can secure your non-standard apps, keep your complex access policies, retire outdated IDPs, and modernize in record time. So build your fabric with Strata Identity and get rid of tech debt for good. 
visit strata.io slash cyberwire, share your identity priorities, and receive a pair of AirPods Pro. Offer valid for organizations over 5,000 employees. Connect today at strata.io slash cyberwire. The IT world used to be simpler. You only had to secure and manage environments that you controlled. Then came new technologies and new ways to work. Now, employees, apps, and networks are everywhere. This means poor visibility, security gaps, and added risk. That's why Cloudflare created the first-ever connectivity cloud. Visit cloudflare.com to protect your business everywhere you do business. Joining me once again is David DeFore. He's the Senior Director of Cybersecurity and Engineering at WebRoot. David, welcome back. Um, we are just about halfway through 2018. Where did the time go? Uh, and we thought it would be a good opportunity to kind of take stock, look back at some of the predictions we made at the beginning of the year, see how they played out, uh, what uh, lived up to the hype, what fell flat. What are you all seeing there? Hi, David. Great to be back again, as always. Um, you know, 2018 from a purely security perspective is turning out to be kind of a boring year. We're seeing the same problems we were seeing last year in terms of phishing, ransomware, really being the the, the key drivers right now in security. Um, the, the ransomware uh, providers, as as we say, are, uh, are really honing their game and, and getting good at delivering uh, ransomware. Phishing is still, as always, top of mind in terms of ways into system. So it's kind of a little bit of a replay of 2017 um, at the moment. It was still not seeing any uh, huge major global attacks or anything like that? Uh, nothing major at the moment. I guess we had the, the router problem yep. here recently. That's probably the biggest um, issue we've seen this year. Usually we see some before summer, and then I think the cyber criminals take the summer off, and then we'll start seeing some things pop up in September, October timeframe. So I, I think uh, it'll be kind of a, of a gentle summer. But, but other than the router issue right now, that's, that's really been the big problem. Now, based on what we've seen so far, what's your advice to people heading into the second half of the year? Great question. And it's going to be, as I've said to you before, David, the more mundane, the more applicable it'll be. I, I think, you know, as people go on vacation, as they're traveling or, or, you know, for through the summer and the rest of the year, let's make sure we're really paying attention to our, our wireless security when we're in public places you know, maybe get a good VPN to ensure you're you're having good point-to-point -point security. As always, patches and backups and and things like that. Just practice your basic cyber hygiene because right now there's nothing super critical that we haven't seen before uh, that that would tell me to do something more than that. The the standard cybersecurity uh, hygiene packages that are out there. Now, what about crypto jacking and, and cryptocurrency? I mean, we we really thought, you know, we were going to run out of electricity for a while, right? <laughs> That's right, David. We were uh, all the power plants were firing up and everything to to 
handle all the crypto jacking uh, power requirements. You know, first of all, cryptocurrency, the, the biggest problem there has been the hacking of crypto wallets and things like that. So uh, just real quick to reiterate with the cryptocurrency, be sure if you're if you're investing in that, you have a really reputable um, site that you're investing with and they have good security because the biggest problem with cryptocurrency is, is having your wallet hacked. But but as for crypto jacking, that's one of my favorite topics, because all year um, people have been talking about that. It, you know, it's the big thing. It's a big problem. I'm going to kind of go back to I was saying I couldn't figure out how a cyber criminal would make money off of crypto jacking, because most most cyber criminals, they're not multi vertical. They're focusing on ransomware or they're focusing on delivering malicious software where crypto jacking was people just kind of mining cryptocurrency while while they were on your machine. So I thought it might be a problem in terms of re using resources on your machine, but I didn't believe people would be distributing malicious software through crypto jacking. So. I do think it's going to be something we need to pay attention to, but but I'm not sure that it's going to be this big, horrible thing we all thought it would be. David DeFore, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, David. Are lengthy security reviews pulling attention away from your security program? With the largest network of trust centers, Vanta can help you streamline security reviews to win customer trust, save time, and close deals fast. Proactively demonstrate security by showcasing key resources like your SOC 2 or ISO 27001 and provide real-time evidence for passing controls. And when a security questionnaire is required, Vanta takes the first pass for you. Visit vanta.com cyber to take a self-serve tour. That's vanta.com slash cyber. And that's the Cyberwire. For links to all of today's stories, check out our daily briefing at thecyberwire.com. And for professionals and cybersecurity leaders who want to stay abreast of this rapidly evolving field, sign up for Cyberwire Pro. It'll save you time and keep you informed. Listen for us on your Alexa smart speaker, too. The CyberWire podcast is proudly produced in Maryland out of the startup studios of Data Tribe, where they're co-building the next generation of cybersecurity teams and technologies. Our amazing CyberWire team is Elliot Peltzman, Peru Prakash, Stefan Vaziri, Kelsey Bond, Tim Nodar, Joe Kerrigan, Carol Terrio, Ben Yellen, Nick Vilecki, Gina Johnson, Bennett Moe, Chris Russell, John Petrick, Jennifer Iben, Rick Howard, Peter Kilpie, and I'm Dave Bittner. Thanks for listening. We'll see you back here tomorrow. And now a word from our sponsor, Zscaler, the leader in cloud security. Cyber attackers are using AI in creative ways to compromise users and breach organizations. In a security landscape where you must fight AI with AI, the best AI protection comes from having the best data. Zscaler has extended its zero-trust architecture with powerful AI engines that are trained and tuned by 500 trillion daily signals. Learn more about Zscaler Zero Trust plus AI to prevent ransomware and AI attacks. Experience your world secured. Visit zscaler.com slash zero trust AI. 